He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. And if the house is generating revenue from day one, that covers the mortgage and all the work's already been done. So again, it's a very specific situation for each investor. What's your buying power? What's your holding power to get mm -hmm. this off the ground? Do you have a specific market you want to be in and why? And what kind of a net number do you want to turn what you have as that's liquid into? Mm -hmm. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? You are about to listen to the Vacation Rental Mastermind Series. I have sat down with some of the biggest experts in the vacation rental space all over the globe, and we created a 10-episode series where we dive in from how to be a host, how to maximize your property, how to manage a property from big management companies as well as technology and fraud protection for your guests and for yourself as a host and an owner slash investor. So tune in every week for the next 10 weeks to enjoy the Vacation Rental Mastermind series on Slick Talk and check out every single guest that's going to be on the show on all social media platforms. I see you checking into that property for four when you really have eight. You must be fun, popular, cool. I can tell you know it's wrong, but yet you still play music outside at an oddly loud level. You couldn't bear the thought of your friends not having a good time. Sure, you can get in trouble, but look at them. They're having fun, but now you've made me do it. I have to sit and watch my property, your friends. You. Hold up, things are getting a little out of hand here. Your guests deserve to have privacy and you deserve to have a life, while resting easy knowing that your property is safe. If you ever wonder how you can protect your property while you're away, it's actually quite simple. NoiseAware is the only privacy safe noise monitoring solution built to protect your property both inside and outside. NoiseAware will only alert you for continuous noise that exceeds the thresholds that you select. So no longer are you getting alerts for a drop plate, a sneeze, or the lawn being mowed. That would just be annoying. With NoiseAware, you have control and your guests have their privacy. No need to become a PI once your guests check in. I'm Will Slickers, the host of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and the lovely folks at NoiseAware and myself have teamed up to make sure that all hosts and managers are protecting their property while protecting their guests' safety and privacy. So visit them at noiseaware.com and use the promo code SLICKTALK at your checkout for 15% off of the sensors. That is noiseaware, N-O-I-S-E-A-W-A-R-E.com and use the promo code SLICKTALK for 15% off your sensors. That's noiseaware, the party prevention solution. All right, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers. Today, I'm joined with Erica Mueller, who is the CEO of Vrolio, right? Yes. All right, yes. perfect. Vrolio, and this episode is sponsored by NoiseAware, the only 100% privacy-safe party prevention solution. Erica, how are we doing today? Good, how 
are you? Good. Doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks for having me at this awesome property that yeah, we're at. it's pretty awesome. For all <laughs> podcast listeners, we also have video. So we're actually at a Star Wars themed vacation rental in Orlando. We're actually in Davenport, which is right okay. near Disney World. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So we're in this awesome property. For all our Star Wars fans, this is like the place to stay. So definitely check out the link that I will be putting in the description for this episode. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Attention to detail is crazy. And then, of course, we have video content coming out soon. So um, we're really going to be talking about today um, about you, what Rolio is, what your background is. And, of course, then this is the Mastermind series of vacation rentals. So we're really going to dive into what does it take to be an investor? What is a proper investment? And what does all this look like on the back end of the industry? Yeah. So let's kind of dive into who you are, your origin, and your your story. Yeah, sure. So um, I got into real estate when I was 18 years old. I dropped out of college and I went and got my real estate license. My parents weren't happy. <laughs> and um, I, as soon as I passed my test, I took a job with Coldwell Banker. I um, this was before the boom or the the big. It was during the boom, but before the big collapse yeah. of. If you guys remember, this is a while ago. Was this in '07? It was before then. I was licensed in '03 or '02, okay. one of those years. So it was back then. But um, you know, I was a baby. I was just learning, and mm. I immediately started working with investors because we had a lot of people from New York mm. investing in long-term rentals in South Florida. Okay. So I was living at in South Florida at the time. Um, I did that bouncing around from Caldwell Banker, Remax, Century Twenty One, all the big brands. Till about 2007, when um, right after the boom happened, yeah, I'm hitting no, things okay. here. Right after the boom happened, uh, it was a very tough time in South Florida. Everybody was foreclosing. You really couldn't make any money in real estate. Uh, my husband's company was losing money, so we ended up having to move to Orlando for business purposes for my husband's okay. company. Yeah. So we moved to Orlando. I didn't want to go. I'll admit, I I love the beach, and um, I wasn't sure what to expect. So I started looking for work here. And real estate was tough, but that's all I knew. That's all I did. And there was an ad on Craigslist of all places saying they were looking for a sales and marketing director for a management company in Kissimmee. So I'm like, well, whatever it is, I'll take it because I need to be working right now and the market's horrible. Um, I went in for the interview. It was a short-term rental management company and they hired me on the spot. And basically my job was to convince, well, not convince, but to get people that were staying on vacation here in Kissimmee in a vacation mm-hmm. home, get them interested in the idea of purchasing a home like the one they were staying in. Okay. And during this time, it was when we were having the worst economic crisis in the United States. When I, I want to paint this picture for you because it's important to understand this. This yeah. was a time when people were losing so much money in domestically in our country that foreclosures, jobs were down, nobody had money. And there was all these people in Kissimmee spending uh, like thousands of dollars on vacations, mm-hmm. but it was international tourism. Okay. It wasn't domestic tourism. Yeah. And they were all coming here and then they were all saying yes to me about being interested in buying a vacation home cash because they were from other parts of the world and their money went a long way here yeah. during that time because the dollar, the exchange rate was really good for them. Yeah. Terrible for us. Time for them. So I was sitting here two months into this job and I'm like, I'm... I need to be putting my real estate hat back on. And I had two months to really learn like what vacation rentals were all about, who was buying them, what made them good, the communities, the neighborhoods. I had to be able to talk about all this. Mm-hmm. So I put in my letter of resignation with the management company. And I said, I want to com- I want to transfer to your sales department. And they wouldn't let me do it. They said oh, no. they were so upset. And he asked me to leave. So wow. I went to another brokerage locally in Kissimmee. They hired me. 
And I immediately started my brand here called the Flamingo Group. Okay. And back then it was called, it was the Pink Flamingo. And I was an early adopter of WordPress, SEO, all of that back then. And I was, I had, I felt like I had very intimate knowledge of what it was like back then before Airbnb, before all of this stuff was going on, what it was like for owners owning a home here, dealing with property managers. Mm -hmm. Because it was, it wasn't a regulated industry back then. There was a lot of issues happening. Mm -hmm. A, A lot of like them getting, um, you know, hit with all these fees and different things and they weren't making money. So I started talking about that on my blog and my blog blew up within a few months. And I had so much business of people wanting to buy with me because I was telling the truth um, that I couldn't even handle it. So I grew my real estate team here. Now, fast forward to, uh, you know, today, I ended up doing really well here in Kissimmee, learned this industry, prided myself and my team on selling people honestly and giving them all the facts, not not kind of hustling people like and fluff. Oh, yeah, and yeah. fluff, right? It was very fact based. I created financial models, investment analyzers, and I showed people information. And I found that went a long way with investors. They appreciated if you can tell them, you know, I would love to work with you, but I don't think you're going to make money, and I don't want to be involved in that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so I ended up learning that they all had the same needs as an investor. They all had needs for data, information, history of rentals, what's going to happen when they purchase it in the future, Mm -hmm. um, what it's like acquiring a property that's already rented. There was a lot of that happening, you know, before we even had a lot of the the tools that we have today. And and for me as a salesperson in this industry that specializes in short-term rentals, it was difficult to scale a real estate business without having a way to get investors what they need. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I decided, this was two years ago. I decided I was going to step back. I did really well in real estate. I invested most of my money into income properties. Okay. So I, I now had a, a passive income coming in to where I could step back from real estate sales and just live off my investments For sure. and build a technology company slash brokerage model that would meet that need of all of the investors and, and owners that wanted to sell and buy specifically for vacation rentals. And that's where I am today, and that's how I've gotten here. So, so a very small niche, yes. but very much needed. Oh my gosh! What yeah. it sounds like from your experience, so that's yeah. wild. And I'm not on the investment side yet, but as you know, with the management company uh, for us for Stay Lux, we work with a lot of owners that have those same questions, and mm-hmm. a lot of the experiences with their, I guess, background in investment and real estate is that the management companies that have taken them on prior were kind of like the company that you're yeah and they have a bad experience yeah. it's like it's like a bad relationship you're yeah. scared to get into another one yeah very dishonest yeah. very so i i like that i think it's a very it's a lot of people on the the show and for the mastermind series are very like organic and genuine and i think that's mm-hmm. a big big feature in fact um yeah. so i kind of want to also dive in um kind of we've talked about a lot of the operations the marketing the innovators in the industry that really create, you know, how to make it safe for not only the guest experience, but for the um, management company. But now we're really talking about the owners, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for you, what are the key financial metrics that a person should consider when investing in a vacation rental? I think it's um, something, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, like you said, weren't told and aren't honest. And so yeah. out the gate, I think you'd be the perfect person to kind of explain. Yeah, I'd love to. Role. Yeah. Yeah, so it's layered, right? It's like an onion. You keep peeling back the layers. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's any one specific formula that a person can follow that just says, this is the answer and this is what I'm going to do. Um, I see articles coming out all the time saying the best markets to buy a vacation rental in. And they're using some data from, you know, 
different data sources to come up with these assessments. And there's nothing that drives me crazier than to see that because it's not accurate. Whether the data itself is accurate, it doesn't mean that it's the best investment for that person mm -hmm. for the best market. So I tell people we need to really, we need to first assess um, your buying power. What yeah. can you afford to do? Because this market over here might be on paper the best market to invest in, but you're completely priced out of that market, so it's irrelevant, mm -hmm. right? Um, so we need to first assess the buying power. How much can you afford to make this investment with? Do you have enough money both for a down payment and to go in and do something like what is in this beautiful house right now? Yeah. Um, if not, we need to look at markets that will support a more generalized investment. What is an average number that you're kind of talking about? Like, cause I know it could be anywhere from what, 100,000? Yeah, I mean, it depends or... on if they wanna take a mortgage, which I obviously recommend because mm -hmm. you should always leverage um, the bank's money anytime you can. Okay. Uh, but I always tell people it depends on the market. Like in my market, for example, mm -hmm. you're looking at an entry level point of three to four hundred thousand okay. dollars. So that would give you about, um, you know, a 60 to 80 thousand dollar down payment. And then I know what they spent on this property uh, and we'll talk about the owners of this property. Yeah. But it was upwards of one hundred thousand dollars to get okay. it here. So not everyone can make that financial contribution or investment. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I tell people like it's usually per bedroom. Figure out what you want to do. Look at the competition. But if you can't invest at least thirty to fifty thousand dollars into that property, mm -hmm. and on top of your down payment, then it's probably not. Okay, so on top of your down payment, not only yeah. putting fifty thousand or sixty thousand down, but yeah. also spending the extra thirty to forty, maybe even seventy. 80. Yeah, up upwards. It, and or you cut. You have the option of acquiring a house like this that's already done it. Mm -hmm. So now you don't have to do it, but you're True. you will pay a premium for True. that. True. If you but if you purchase a home that is generating top dollar in revenue and it's a good net number mm -hmm. at the end of the year and all the work is done, there is a premium they want to get for that. And sometimes it's a better opportunity for the investor that's taking a mortgage mm -hmm. because if you think about it, they're going to have a payment on that house from day 1. True. Right? Yeah. And if the house is generating revenue from day 1, that covers the mortgage and all the work's already been done. So Again, it's a very specific situation for each investor. What's your buying power? What's your holding power to get mm -hmm. this off the ground? Do you have a specific market you want to be in and why? And what kind of a net number do you want to turn what you have as that's liquid into? Mm -hmm. So as an investor, I tell people, you have $100,000. That's your liquid number. That's what you have to work with. How much net revenue do you want to turn that into? True. If they tell me, oh, I want to turn it into $50,000 net a year, I would say to them, let's, we're going to do our best to figure that out, but we need to look at the different markets to make that happen. And it might not be this one, gotcha. right? Yeah. So it's entry point, buying power, holding power, numbers they want to get in return. And some people just can't get what the number is they're looking for. And I have no problem telling and someone that. And it's being honest with themselves about it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, like I, I put out a post today in the Facebook group. I think you saw it about yeah. um, every time you acquire an investment property, you, you get a certain net number from it at the end of the year or, mm -hmm. or the month, you know, at the end of the month. And that pays for an expense, a lifestyle expense that you have, whether it be mm -hmm. a car payment, a mortgage, anything like that. So every time you go to purchase a vacation rental, I don't think you should look at it like, well, I can't get this number that I want to get, so I'm not going to do it. That would be crazy in my opinion. It's This is the number that I can realistically get with the amount of money I have to invest. And this is the lifestyle expense that I have that it will take off my plate. For sure. And you keep doing that every year to two years, every time you save up enough to buy another. Um, and you'll be retired in five to seven years mm -hmm. if you continue to build your portfolio. So no matter what your return is, there's always a, it's always going to grow. And it's also looking at the 
I talk about this a couple other times in the podcast, but looking at the micro mm-hmm. and the macro. Yeah. So the micro may not be the most convenient in the beginning, like short-term phase. Yep. Or, you know, short-term, hence on what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. um, long-term, like you said, five to seven years, be able to retire. I yeah. think that sounds better than a 40-year, 20-year pension. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And the equity you're going to gain, yeah. too. That's another thing people don't think about is you're not only getting the cash flow in the short term, you're getting the equity in the long term. Yeah. So if you're in it for the long game, it's definitely an opportunity to consider for sure. For sure. But, you know, again, market analysis first, which markets are stable, which markets are probably not going to have regulatory issues in a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then within those markets, where can we get the best investment for your dollar? And this is kind of off topic from what we previously discussed, but I think what you... Maybe you'll agree. So mm-hmm. with the vacation rental industry, I find that there's such a share economy mm-hmm. that when it comes to, like you're talking about regulations, um, we talked about the sponsor of this episode is Noise Aware. So like coming up and partnering up with companies that do certain things in order to benefit uh, the owner. So not only like benefiting you as a guest mm-hmm. or the host or whatever you want to call it, um, but in be- taking care of that. That way when regulations and other things do come into play, that there's a certain kind of tool, mm-hmm. a resource, whatever. Um, I think it's also a really key indicator, like, you know, partnering up and kind of going above and beyond. It's not just a property. It becomes a whole experience in itself. Yeah. Um, for you, uh, can you just, I think we just kind of dove into the episode, super excited. Like we've been talking about this for what, two a month to two months almost on yeah. back and forth on email. So yeah, it's awesome. Um, finally do it. I know. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Uh, with, with uh, Rolio, like what does Rolio mean and then what makes Rolio different from an average real estate company um, that we've kind of already discussed? Yeah, of course. So Rolio, the meaning of it is the vacation rental portfolio. Okay. We are here to help owners and investors build their portfolio of vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. That's really what we do. We're like the Zillow for vacation rental properties. That's perfect. We don't want to be involved in anything outside of that mm-hmm. because I do feel with any any kind of profession, if you specialize, you can service your client the best. Mm-hmm. Unless you try to be, if you try to be everything to everyone, it's a mess. Yeah. So um, we're very different than almost any other brokerage out there in the, the way that we do only specialize in vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. So every single agent that works in our organization is highly trained and specializes in that. So they know how to sell them. They understand the financial models. Mm-hmm. They understand the market analysis process and they're not afraid to get an investor and send them to a different market. Um, yeah. if it's not the right place for them to go. Um, and so we're constantly keeping our, our clients, uh, or I'm sorry, our, our agents on the forefront of education, mm-hmm. giving them the tools, the data tools. We have a lot of data tools on the back end too that a lot of consumers don't know about, like kind of air DNA tools, but ours are mm-hmm. more uh, reliable and accurate because we're using hyper-local okay. market stuff uh, that our agents get access to when they're working individually with a client. Gotcha. So yeah, it's it's definitely a lot different than a traditional brokerage. Yeah, where it's kind of like okay, this property brings in this much, or mm-hmm. you know whatever. I'm not. A yeah. So like, well, yeah, we'd be able stuff. to sit down and tell yeah. the client, you know, this is the potential this home has based on multiple sources, not just HomeAway, not just um, Airbnb, but local management sources. Yeah. And this is the type of guests that are coming to this market and this is generally who you'll be catering to, and this is what they want to see in the home. Based on our data, if you purchase a south-facing, you know, pool, your revenue will go up by this percent every year versus if you don't. That's the kind of data that you need on a hyper-local level to make an important buying decision. How often do you guys um, have investors that are specific to one area? They don't want to go outside this one zone. Like, let's say Kissimmee. 
yeah. or Orlando or let's say Arizona, like mm-hmm. somewhere in Phoenix. Um, how often do you have that? Or is it are they pretty wide open? So lately it's been more and more investors open mm-hmm. to all kinds of markets. They just know that they want a short-term rental and they don't care where it is. They just want the one that's going to be the most profitable. Gotcha. Right? So yeah. that's been the trend over the last six months to a year. Which is awesome. It makes it, you yeah. know, there's a lot of opportunity there's for lots of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But then again, we get clients too, like your, I think it was your brother in law I met earlier. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, they love Disney mm-hmm. and, or they love like a certain market, like the beach in Destin or something like that. And it's just, it, it's for that reason that it has to be that market. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we have those clients that need to be in that market. And in that situation, we work with the best case scenario good, better, best, right? Yeah. What's your buying power? Here's the best we can get you in this market, and we go for the best. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, what type of features within a home uh, do you think investors should look for when it comes to vacation rental markets? So, obviously, uh, you and I have talked about heads and bends. Mm-hmm. That's like key indicator because more heads and bends, more money, mm-hmm. better off their investment is. So, what other features um, do you think that are really key and important? Uh, obviously, it goes off location and everything else that we've talked about, but um, maybe you have like a well, I don't know if you're gonna like my answer, but like I'm very sensitive to not speaking on things that I'm not an expert in. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you about what I know in this particular market, but what I know works in this market is not gonna work in a different market. For sure. Right? So I think there's no replacement to finding that information out from the local on the ground team there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you in this market, it, mu- it has to be a south facing pool. Like it doesn't, okay, it doesn't have to be, but if it is, it helps your revenue stream. Okay. It's a desirable feature to have. Um, doing what was done in this house, theming the house, making it cater toward the family traveler that's coming here, the multi-generational traveler. Yeah. So the five to six plus bedroom homes that can sleep more people, that means you have the, the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, the grandparents all traveling together. Those will rent out faster and for longer. Um, the less tile or the less carpet you have in the house, mm-hmm. the better. Uh, a lot of the tourists that come here prefer to step on a nice cool tile especially when you're coming in from the hot outdoors. Yeah, Um, so it's like 85 degrees. Yeah, yeah, Uh, you know, gaming systems, TVs, I'm sure that's the same pretty much everywhere. But in our particular market, they're, you know, very specific needs based on the whole Disney theme park driven. Well, we've experienced with our properties, and I was showing you the castle one that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, We tried, it's really cool, I'll put a link in there too. Um, We see a lot of people like, the more theme and amenities you add, like a game room, a poker room, Mm -hmm. a pool, all the stuff. Um, a lot of people are converting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the, the more you can keep them in the property, like they don't, they get there, they check in and they don't leave. They usually stay the whole time. So like for me, other than for groceries at this property, Mm -hmm. I would probably be here the whole time. Oh yeah, absolutely. The house becomes the destination, right? Yeah, for sure. And like a lot of people are converting the garages now to movie theater rooms. That's a big trend I've seen over the last year. No, actually longer, probably the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. There, they used to be game rooms, and a lot of them still are. Like this one still is. Yeah. But so many people are moving toward the movie theater movie room. Theater, yeah. And I guess that's just like the whole family comes together. They do the gaming in there. They watch the movies. But that's a feature I've noticed. But yeah, these houses are the attraction. Yeah. No, for sure. You don't have to leave. Yeah. Never. Mm-hmm. Um. So does Rolio also work with investors that are ready to sell their property? So oh, yeah. I was going to say we can dump, jump into this a little bit because I know, I think in my personal experience and my belief that when you purchase a property, even if it's a vacation rental prior or not, um, turning it into a vacation rental actually adds value to it when you're ready to sell. 
and mm -hmm. I want to know kind of more of your experience with that with uh, Frolio. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually one of our specialties that not a lot of agencies or brokerages specialize in is we treat it like a business asset. Mm -hmm. So these are actually hospitality investments. You acquire it as a house, you typically sell it as an investment, a hospitality investment. So it goes through this like transformation of um, going from a residential property into mm -hmm. like a quasi commercial property mm -hmm. and residential agents aren't typically equipped to handle commercial transactions. Yeah. And I don't even think investors and buyers understand that when they're acquiring a turnkey property like this, they're acquiring a business investment. Okay. So what we do is we get with the owner and we have our own, you know, in-house financial models that we've created mm -hmm. that do a valuation assessment on homes like this okay. that have been vacation rentals. And we assess a value not just to the residential property value. We assess a value to the income. We assess a value to the assets. Mm. We assess a value to the whole thing. Right. And then we say, this is your residential value. If you just emptied it out, took all the bookings out and sold it as is. Mm -hmm. But this is your value with everything else on top of it. And then we have to look at, will the market support a valuation that's commercial based? And in a residential neighborhood like this, it can be tough. Mm -hmm. However, there are exit options to buyers that are looking to purchase, you know, fund buyers that are looking to purchase portfolios, yeah. cash buyers that just want the cash flow coming in. The only time you run into a struggle when we try to structure it and sell it as a business, which it is, and it's, it's, a, it's a hole in the real estate system right now that prevents us from getting higher valuations. But... The one problem we run into is mortgages okay. because of yeah. appraisals. So we found ways to package these sales together for the investors that want something like this in a situation where the mortgage won't appraise it. Um, you can sell the existing business side separately. Okay. There's funding options for that. And there's options for if the buyer is willing to pay for that. So as an owner, we definitely can help a lot in that area because most agents are just going to come in, give a CMA and say, throw it on the MLS. Well, I was going to say for, so you probably don't see this as much in your guys' investment group on the Facebook page. This is actually where we met is a pretty much is a yeah. vacation rental investment group on Facebook. Um, but a lot of questions I see in other groups is, do you turn your property that you put on Airbnb, VRBO uh, into an LLC? Is that yeah. something that, because that's a common question I think I see at least once a day. Yeah, so, I think any real estate investment should be done in an LLC. Okay. So my answer would be 100% okay. yes to that, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, I think that's really all I got. Do you have, okay, so actually, no, fun facts. This is mm -hmm. going to be on the fly. So I'm creating another project, mm -hmm. but I want to know, what does hospitality mean to you? Obviously, you're more on the investor side, but mm -hmm. I still think it involves in hospitality. So what does hospitality mean to you? And then also, last second word you have for any of the listeners. Yeah, okay. So hospitality, for me, it's something that's not my strong point, I'll admit. Um, I'm a very just get to the point, do what needs to be done person. Um, but I appreciate when somebody goes out of their way for me mm -hmm. to make me feel like I matter. Mm -hmm. And I work a lot in a co-work space. Yeah. And co-work spaces are very hospitality driven and oriented. Yeah. And when I get an email from you know, the, you know, one of the people working at the front desk and they just attach a little image in it that says, you're awesome. It makes my day. Yeah. And it's a, like, I think what I'm trying to get to is that hospitality for me is the personal touch that makes a person feel special mm -hmm. that you didn't have to do. The out, of, the out of your way comment that yeah. most people don't have to do. It but, took an extra yeah. three seconds, maybe five to upload that graphic yeah. to the email, but it made me feel cool yeah. and special. Yeah. Like I mattered and I've stayed in vacation rentals where when I get there, the owner asked me in advance, like what I was most excited about mm -hmm. coming to this area. 
and like Portugal, for example, one yeah. of my favorite places in the world. I love going there um, for the wine. The wine's amazing. And one of the owners was asking me about like what I love about the wine. And I got to my place and he had a little bottle of wine, just like I liked sitting on the table. He didn't have to do that. Perfect. It, yeah. I go back there now every year, stay yeah. with him. Um, so it's just the personal touch for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, so any last minute words about Rolo, you could do like a shameless shout out. You can do a shout out to your team, a client, obviously amazing client like this one, yeah. uh, anything like that. Yeah. I want to talk about the clients that yes. let us use their home today. Of course, um, yeah. yeah. So it's the Barton family. They're from California Perfect. and they purchased this property here in Kissimmee. It was just a typical regular home. Mm -hmm. And I hope you all go and watch the video of yeah. this. You have to watch this video because this home is mind blowing. This episode is going to have a ton of links. So yeah. just follow them. Yeah. And, um, and their Instagram is going to be on here too, yeah. all of it. But this house is mind blowing. So I want to talk about like how awesome they were to go and do what they did with this house and what it looks like for them in revenue. For sure. So they purchased this home at bare market value, just like everything else in the, the neighborhood. It didn't look like anything more than a regular vacation rental yeah. house. Driving by couches. outside, you can really... You would never know. Never know. Yep. So they cleared everything out. They're a family that does flipping, real estate mm -hmm. flipping. So they move into the house that they're, any house that they're working on, mm -hmm. and their whole family is involved in the process of creating this kind of... How family. many? Uh, I think there's four of them, okay. but I could be mistaken. The kids and then the husband and the wife. Yeah. So, um, and I'll have uh, information on them too in the show notes. But um, so they move in here. They flew in actual theme park and haunted house designers. People that like do yes. this for a living to yeah. to do all of this, consult with them, build I think it. Disney calls them Imagineers. Yeah, Imagineers. Yeah. Basically, that's what they did. They flew in Imagineers. And they invested, it was close to $200,000 into making this the most incredible house I've seen in this whole side of town. Yeah. Um, and no no detail was spared. And they were actually part of it. And so a lot of people think that's a lot of money mm -hmm. to invest in a house. They bought this house for, I think it was $460,000. Yeah. But um, that's a lot of money to invest into a house that for that price. It might be an over-improvement. Their revenue on this house is double of what any other house in this neighborhood is going to get or mm -hmm. gets right now. It's it's double. Um, they're going to make their money back from their their revenue that's currently happening in one year on this house. Yeah. And the next house wow. they're buying, yeah, they're is, they're going to do the Harry Potter theme. So you definitely have to follow them on Instagram and watch the progress on the next one because it's going to be super cool. But I do want to give a shout out to the Barton family for letting us come here today yeah, and sure. do this podcast and bring you this next video. Um, it's going to be exciting and yeah, so glad you're able to see I it. I would say fun fact is that a lot of us in Washington have actually seen this like listing pop up on our Facebook feed somewhere oh, cool. and somehow. And so a lot of like our friends and family and a lot of people that like follow the podcast are like, I've seen this so many times. Like I've been wanting to stay there. A lot of my family members got really jealous. Oh wow. Um, that's why I brought my brother-in-law. He was like, you son of a gun. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it's a really cool place. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Everything is going to be in there. Yeah. So thank you to the Barton family. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Um, yeah. this is episode, I don't know what number cause this is a bonus. So really this is a bonus episode for the vacation rental mastermind series on slick talk. So listeners cool. take note, uh, enjoy all the awesome links and content and videos that we're just going to throw at you. I think it's going to be like the most like video content packed episode there is. Um, just super thankful for you being on the show. Yeah, thanks and, for having yeah, me. Yeah, we're going to do more. We're going to get on Facebook Live here in a sec. And thank you guys so much for tuning in.
Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.